welcome to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Arnold Reasons and Tolly Talks. And today we have a very special episode because I got a phone call from Arnold and this is what it sounded like. Brother Tolu, <laughs> the Lord has spoken to me about and dropped in my spirit what we need to talk about today. And Arnold started prophesying down the phone to me and I said, hmm. Well, let me not be disobedient to what the Lord is saying. Let me be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Oh, Let's roll with babe, it. That is not what it sounded like at all. <laughs> that was like the message version of what just happened. No, that was the uh, Old Testament prophet version. Of what Why don't you give them the real message version of what actually happened? <laughs> yeah, so, um, so basically I was driving home from the from gym. From the gym from the gym Come on, made it, did a quick workout and as i was driving kind of thinking about the podcast for some reason the concept and idea of trauma came to mind and so there wasn't a big booming voice but it's something that i i like to call a spirit drop because from time to time you know, not to make it sound super. This was the anything. spooky bit. That was <laughs> spooky bit. Man said spirit. No, nah, literally, that is, it's internal language just to describe that 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 yeah. thing that sometimes happens when your heart. Yeah, like some an idea, a, a thing, a thought, whether it's to call somebody or whether it's to explore a particular topic. It was just one of those moments where something came to my mind which I knew was not from me, and I was certain was definitely not from Satan either. So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so um, the, the, the topic of trauma is what came up. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And just to even preface this conversation, myself and Tolu are by no means experts in trauma, psychological trauma. And so this conversation is literally a step of faith that whoever this honest, is for... I'm pretty shook. You're pretty shook, did you say? I'm pretty shook. I'm like, <laughs> okay. No, but, but you know what it is i think it's even in talking a bit more about what i saw after i kind of had that concept come to mind it was the person who because of traumatic events in their past is basically limited in their life in the present and and i don't know who you are but this podcast is for you and i think it's it's a very real topic because actually trauma is something that we all experience in one way or another mm. and sometimes we don't realize just how much it actually affects us and how much it actually holds us back mm. um so yeah like i said i'm a little bit shook because it's a very vulnerable thing too yeah you know so i feel like we're about to get real vulnerable out here 100 percent. and i think do you know what, even as men i don't think this is something that is very common in our conversations because um, I think women probably talk about this kind of stuff a lot more but as men I think when it comes to traumatic not events not to be sexist but no 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 not at all but the thing is do you know what? it's actually a good thing in a lot of yeah. ways because they're addressing some of the things that that need to be addressed which which we're lacking for and so so yeah so do you want to also explain a bit more about what you felt like you saw did I not? Maybe you did. I didn't know if there was more to it than that. I don't know. Maybe I gave it better words and I was more in tune with the spirit when I said it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah. I think I gave it the best recollection that I could. Maybe we should have started recording earlier. <laughs> On but... the phone. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, yeah. That's, that, that what I saw was the person who because of traumatic events in their past that they haven't even identified their present day is negatively affected they're not able to move and function the way that they should because that traumatic those traumatic events have not been addressed or okay. even identified or recognized and so if anything my desire my hope and expectation is that this episode would stimulate or potentially deliver healing and I think even just what you said about traumatic events, I think that sometimes we don't actually realize how traumatic something was mm. until we take a step back and look at it 
for what happened and process mm -hmm. and think about it and we reflect and when you said about you know they might not have really even identified it i think that's actually so real because when i think back for me there were some things that happened and in the moment you're like well this kind of sucks yeah and then like years later you look back at it and you go yo that was really really hard mm-hmm and actually it's framed the way that i because i believe that every experience or experiences that you have yeah they they add a filter mm -hmm. to to how you process new situations mm -hmm. you know humans are they're hugely intelligent right we process data in ways that we can't even imagine but every experience is like a data point you know yeah. so for me like every time i shoot a basketball for example it's a data point so that affects how i shoot the basketball the next time mm. so every situation and experience that you have adds a filter positive or negative yeah and sometimes we don't realize how even what might seem like a small thing because i think sometimes when we think about trauma we think about something really huge yeah you know but it can actually be really small things it can and actually on that point I'm going to backpedal a little bit okay. and start off by actually defining psychological trauma. Okay. So according to a source called Wikipedia. Oh, easy. <laughs> I think, no, but I, I, I pre-read it before I started to okay. record it. So I think well, they you did a decent job. It. No, 100%. I can change it tomorrow though. Um, but yeah, it says psychological trauma is damage to the mind that occurs as a result of a distressing event. Trauma is often the result of an overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds one ab one's ability to cope or integrate the emotions involved with that experience. Trauma may result from a single distressing experience or recurring events of being overwhelmed that can be, preci that can be precipitated in weeks, years, or even wow. decades as the person struggles to cope with the immediate circumstances eventually leading to a serious long-term negative oh well there's the wikipedia eventually leading to serious long-term negative consequences wow that is fully loaded it is there's so many parts to it so i think what i'd like us to do is maybe yeah let's talk about that definition and then let's also discuss it through the lens of scripture because i guess obviously wikipedia is a source it's not necessarily god however there are certain things in it which may corroborate with what we know to be truth okay lead the way damage to the mind that occurs as a result of a distressing event are there any spurs any characters individuals in scripture that we can think of that fit the bill do you know what i think sometimes when you read the old testament because we're reading it so far like removed from it we forget that some of these things were actual madness yeah right like when you think about like david yeah <laughs> david hit a man in the forehead with a rock and then chopped off his head <laughs> yeah and then in another instance he had the guy who is imagine your boss throwing a spear at your head not just right. once yeah but multiple times yeah, yeah 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 right yeah think of the things that david went through mm. david's life was trauma yeah 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 you know when we look at elijah the man said oh go kill like 250 prophets mm. he, he like ordered mass murder like <laughs> these things are traumatic mm. You know, there's people all through the Bible that went through trauma. You know, it's mad. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. People go through madness. Do you know who I'm thinking of, though? Who? Is I'm thinking of Peter. Go on, why'd you say that? Because he was actually in my mind. No way. Yeah. Because when you think about Peter, Peter went through a lot with Jesus, yeah. right? So he walked on water. He was yeah. the one that walked on water. Yeah. He was the one that got, you've given that revelation. But he was also the one that got, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then when he was watching his his master, his friend, be crucified, he denied Jesus. 
right? And that you can tell in that moment that was a that was a bad moment for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, so why was he in your mind? Because I was actually thinking about the walking in the water, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was almost replaying it in my mind because I think it takes. It, obviously, he took he he did something that was supernatural, something that hadn't been done to even step out of the boat the boat sorry and walk on water okay. and then obviously when he looks around he drowns or he he, he, get, he drops into the water basically whether it's drowns or not I can't remember what the scripture describes it as mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking about the concept of having gone through something like that where you've had to trust God and take a step of faith find yourself in a situation where granted it was because you took your eyes off of Jesus and you focus on other things but the reality is the thing that you feared came upon you Mm. and to go through something like that and be able to recover and still continue trusting in in god in what god has said and do you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm, so that's mm -hmm, why it came mm -hmm. to mind for me because i think like you were saying we we can often read the scriptures and read about the people of old as though it's just a a disney movie it's just normal yeah but these were real people processing real things and i mean if if i was the kind of person who first of all i've just had a supernatural experience where i've walked on water like forget about the drowning part my whole mind is like bamboozled i don't even know what to do with that but then to have the moment thereafter where i've just gone from such a supernatural high Mm. to a supernatural crash like I can, I'm, I'm beginning to think from a human perspective tough. that that's tough. Like the next time that you have to take a step of faith, I don't know what the next part of his story was where he had to step out in faith, but how do you recover from that? But I feel like that is Peter in a nutshell sometimes, right? Because mm. even like, who, who does man say that I am? And who do you say that I am? Mm. Peter went from, wow, God has revealed to you who I am, mm. to then when Jesus is like, oh, I'm gonna get crucified. And he's like, no, never you, Lord. And Jesus is like, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah, yeah. So he's gone from like mountaintop revelations to talking out of the flesh or allowing the devil to speak through him. And what I love about Peter is that he, he keeps trying. Mm. Right, in a lot of ways he keeps trying. Mm. And I think what I found really interesting about his story is um, you know, he denies Jesus three times. Yeah, yeah. And then when Jesus um when Jesus is resurrected and he's with the disciples and he's like cooking for them on the beach, um I might have mixed up the story, but I'm pretty sure this is the one. Um he says to him, like, Peter, do you love me? Mm. And he says it to him three times. Yeah. And so he reaffirms him and it's almost like each time he's doing that, he's undoing some of that trauma in terms of the betrayal that he must have felt, you know, the failure that he must have felt where, you know, he had that opportunity to, to not claim Jesus, but to proclaim him. And he denied him three times. Mm. And now he's getting that opportunity of that healing Mm. um, and that second chance and that's really the god that we serve is that god of second chances because failure is going to come and failure is going to happen whether it's or trauma you know whether it's our fault or whether it's not you know but god is always there wanting to bring that healing and to bring that reconciliation and to restore people yeah yeah so i've just pulled up the verses as well because there was a particular part that i thought wow this is going to be really interesting to pick up on based on what you're saying Mm. so it's when Jesus was restoring him after um, John chapter 21 from verse 15 and it says when they had eaten breakfast Jesus asked Simon Peter Simon son of John do you love me more than these Mm. yes Lord he said to him you know that I love you feed my lambs he told him a second time he asked him Simon son of John do you love me yes lord he said to him you know that i love you shepherd my sheep he told him Mm. (laughs) he asked him the third time simon son of john do you Mm. love me Mm. peter was grieved that he asked him the third time do you love me he said lord you know everything you know that i love you feed my sheep jesus said and it's that last part where Peter was grieved and he's like because I I really do hear him in that moment being like oh do you know that I love you like almost like Mm. a 
you're you're at an emotional breakdown because what and you know what my mind's being blown right now because those first few verses of what we see when he's saying yeah i love you yeah i love Mm. you isn't that what we do as christians at times Mm. where Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rather than actually addressing what we've been through or what our fears are or our hurts are the damage that we've experienced that has affected us in times of old we put on a brave face and you know we're like yeah of course i love jesus but what i see even in this exchange between jesus and peter is this whole unpacking of the fact that jesus knows the truth about where peter really is at he knows the truth about like we've said the trauma that he probably experienced even from knowing that he denied him three times and how much healing is needed Mm. and everything is on purpose it's not by accident like you kind of pointed out that he denied him three times but there's a, a triple threat <laughs> to yeah. to undo all of that stuff as all well of that. and i think that i just see one the humanity of peter in how you know he he maybe wasn't addressing at least from my perspective the way i'm seeing it the the hurts and stuff that he may have experienced or the, the stuff that was going on in his mind but jesus in his patient pursuit of us journeys with us even when we're fronting mm. and i think it's such a powerful thing go ahead because i was just thinking i think almost like peter needed to hear it for himself too yeah it wasn't like because he saw almost as like jesus is trying to prove him you know and say oh do you really love me do you really love but he's i almost felt like he's trying to say he's trying to get peter to say it so peter can hear it mm. you know and peter can really deep it you know because that's also part of the process is that like i do love you you know mm. like i really do love you like i'm thinking about it and i love you mm. you know but i think i think it could be either way you know or a mix of both mm. you know there's for me there's a multitude of reasons why yeah yeah and i think asking questions is a really key part of kind of unpacking trauma mm and dealing with trauma Mm. um and like how do you feel like you've dealt with trauma that's a great question bro that's open it all up wide open i think this is the the thing about trauma right if i'm really brutally honest i think Mm. there's probably a whole lot of trauma that i haven't even yet discovered (laughs) like and i'm just just i think in being as real as it gets because the thing about uh, the psychological trauma anyway is that you can see when someone's been in a car crash like you can see the cast around their arm you can see the fact that their arm doesn't work like it's a visible manifestation it's a visibly clear obvious thing that there's something about that person's body that isn't functioning as a result of the damage they've been through to their physical body Mm. but i think one of the challenging things about psychological trauma is that it's not always obvious no, not at all. And I think it's one of those ones which can be sometimes observed by an outsider looking in if mm. you spend enough time with a person. But if you're talking about like at face value, for example, someone shows up to work, you might not really understand the depth of the psychological trauma. Someone shows up to church, you may not understand the depths of the psychological trauma. So going back to your actual question to me, you said to me, how have I dealt with it so far? I think though i know I'm, I'm sure there's so much more to continue journeying through for the things that i have journeyed through so far i think number one actually being open to the fact that dude there's a very big possibility that you've got traumatic experiences that have affected your mind that you haven't addressed mm. like even opening yourself up to that possibility rather than assuming that yeah i'm fine there's nothing wrong with me you know mm. there, there's no there's no psychological and mental healing that is needed for me like that as the first step i think has been huge for me because it just yeah it's it's like it's the only way that you can actually start journeying through that healing process and i think for me just seeing the realities of what happened in the scriptures is what exposed me to that i think number one knowing all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god Mm. from myself to my parents to my childhood teachers my friends like at different points and if i failed people i'm sure that in some way shape or form i've inflicted some sort of psycho psychological damage on other people 
But equally, given what the scriptures expose about all of mankind, I think we all have some experience with with psychological trauma. Mm. Um, So yeah, I think the first thing, just being open to the fact that, you know what, there's probably stuff that needs to be worked out. And I think number two, um, just speaking with people openly, um, just about different things. Because I think there are certain things that you can think are normal until you've opened that conversation to other people to mm. realize that actually, no, what you thought was normal is very abnormal. It's very, very off key. You know? And, <coughs> and I think equally, like, even when I think back to things like where I grew up, mm. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's 2020 when we're recording this, yeah? I'm turning 30 in like two months' time. And. I'm only now starting to realize that even just by virtue of where I grew up and some of the things that I've seen, been around, been involved in and been exposed to, like that in itself has definitely left a whole lot of psychological trauma that has had to really be worked through. And I, and I, again, like I said, in, in all honesty, I haven't fully worked through it. One of the examples I can think of straight away, right, is my relationship with police. I don't know if mm. I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but I remember the experience that we had growing up with police wasn't one where they were people that you looked to and you could trust to know that they were going to, you know, um, protect and protect you as a citizen mm. and work in your best interests. It was quite the opposite. We saw examples of police abusing their authority, misusing their authority, um, doing things that were actually outside of the law but because they're wearing a uniform if you don't know any better you're somebody that has to subject yourself to it so it was a very negative experience and it wasn't all the time Mm. but i think it was enough of the time to to affect the way that i saw police like i remember when i first um even before i started driving i remember seeing one of my friends whilst one of my friends and i well there was three of us and we were going to the bus stop one late night um from my mum's house to drop them at the bus so they can go home and I remember that police basically approached us and essentially were saying look we're going to do a stop search blah 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 and cut a long story short after a few questions were asked about why they're stopping us and so on and so forth they ended up basically dragging one of my friends down to the floor putting his face on the floor and it was a whole like altercation that didn't need to become what it became Mm. and the way that he was treated was something that i know we knew that if he wasn't black if he didn't look how he looked it there's no way it would have happened you get what i'm saying Mm. um so i know that that was one of many experiences that i had or witnessed that affected how i saw police to the point where even within my first year of marriage like i was having conversations with my wife about the uneasiness that I felt when police were driving behind me um, despite the fact that I'm not even in the area that I grew up anymore by the way like I've moved mm. all the way out like the police where I live are nothing like that at all at least mm. from my experience um, but it's little things like that where she noticed and I think it was her that actually flagged it to me that made me realise that she no- she basically noticed that I would it's like I would almost tense up mm. and if I was in a conversation it's almost like you could tell that I was distracted. And I think her knowing some of my um, journey, obviously from the past, she was able to call it out and say like, you know, I've noticed this. And so, so yeah. I, I think that's a really interesting point because I think when you were talking about trauma earlier mm-hmm. and saying about, you know, dealing with it means that you have to recognize it first. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering how how do you recognize trauma? And I think that's a really good kind of a really good thought is that sometimes it comes from recognizing patterns and responses. Yeah. Because I think for me there are certain things that are like they're like triggers, right? right? You know, like when someone speaks to you a certain way, you have a certain response. Mm-hmm you know or when there's a certain connotation to a conversation you have that tensing up or you have a sadness or Mm. there's something about that and so it's about understanding what triggers what responses within you Mm. you know so sometimes when we have like a bad reaction or a bad response 
it's really important to actually say, okay, why did I respond that way? Yeah, yeah. You know, like once everything's calmed down, have a little think about, okay, why did I respond that way? Yeah. And this is something that I've actually been doing quite recently. Because um, to be honest, there have been certain situations that have made me feel certain types of way. Yeah. And I'm thinking like that that way of feeling, that unease, that that discomfort, that's not a very normal thing that I feel. Mm. So why am I feeling this way? Yeah. And I really feel like as Christians, we have a great advantage because we have God and we have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. So the Lord knows why we're feeling the way that we're feeling. He knows what it was that triggers us within that. Mm. And even just explaining that with God, like, God, I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Like, why am I feeling this way? Like, show me if there's anything. Because sometimes it might be that somebody did something to you and you haven't necessarily processed and forgiven them. Mm. You know, sometimes it could be that actually somebody said something to you that you have then imbibed into your thinking yeah like if someone said you're not good enough for this or you're not this you're not that and you've imbibed that lie mm. into your thinking so it could be a multitude of things yeah but i feel like god knows how we work he knows who we are and actually exploring that with god is a big part of understanding the trauma that we have yeah and I think God's also surrounded us with people like you said like you had Nash to tell you like okay I've noticed this about you mm. and when that happened you could have been really defensive about it but like no 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 like I'm all good no yeah yeah but actually being willing to explore that and willing to journey with that I think is really important yeah for real for real have you got any examples on your side <laughs> um Okay, let's go there. Do it. So, <laughs> there are some experiences that I've had within a church setting, mm. um, which at the time it was bad, you know, like it was not an enjoyable process. Yeah. But when I now look back, and I'm in a totally different situation, mm. you know, but when people say things to me, there's this suspicion that I have, mm. you know when stuff is happening i'm i'm always looking for okay what's the angle yeah you know yeah, what's yeah. the what's the ambition in it like it's really tainted in a lot of ways how i see church yeah yeah um and it's something that god's really been working with me on in that area is that actually understanding that firstly church is made up of people mm. you know and like the trauma that i experience actually people go through worse stuff than that mm. you know and it's because church in that way is made up of people mm. and it doesn't make it right but it's like i also need to trust god for healing from that for myself yeah. and also that as i go into other situations that he will protect me because mm. what was crazy for me is that even in that situation right when i look back and i really process it i can see god's protection on me mm. all the way through it mm-hmm. You know all the way through it. even the fact that i'm still you know i'm still engaging in my faith is like for me that's a testimony of the fact that look god really just kept me mm. you know and i know there's probably a lot of people who have experienced one form of church hurt or another yeah and it can really feel sometimes like god has abandoned you mm. and it can really actually mess with how you engage with and how you can trust leadership mm. Um, and I think that for me is one of the parts for me that's been a bit of a trauma well not a bit of a trauma it's been a trauma and it is a journey of working through that and unpicking it mm. um, and allowing God to kind of like reshape my mind in that mm. and my heart in terms of that that's good man so I want to shift the conversation a little bit um in a positive way because i think obviously we've been speaking about something that can be quite heavy and i think yeah it's something that can really affect a lot about how we are as people um but i want to read something that i came across from a website mm. that's speaking about psychological trauma um non-christian website so far as i know but i think that there's some truth in it that we can 
pull on basically and, and expand on but it says the more that we learn about the brain including the hippocampus the more we realize it can change and grow research has shown that we can forge new connections between brain cells building and strengthening healthy neural pathways with different experiences after a trauma and so to summarize even after experiencing psychological trauma what they're basically saying is that there's hope Mm. because the trauma itself is not necessarily like the end it's not okay your brain is so damaged by the trauma that you experienced that there is no recovery from it and i found it really interesting because that is something again like i said that isn't necessarily coming from a christian website but it's something that bears truth to what we know about the life that we have in christ and the fact that this journey as disciples is something that we experience knowing that we're on a journey to be healed by god a lifelong journey of being healed from the deceptions the lies and the negative effects on us in our lives as a result of sin the fallen world that we live in and in order to prepare us for the new heavens and the new earth that we will enter into after this life Mm. so so yeah speaking to maybe some some verses Mr. Tolu that come to mind I think on just the subject of healing hope and oh okay the journey that we have with Christ for sure so I think one one thing that I've always loved is that there's the verse that talks about how he'll give beauty for ashes oh come on Um, and I think it's joy for mourning and for me that is such a beautiful concept because when you think about ashes Mm. ashes is like everything you saw before Mm. is not there anymore it's ashes you can't even tell what that was before yeah yeah right and God will take something that looks so unrecognizable that looks so destroyed that looks so burnt Mm. and he will give beauty for ashes like for me I love that that is that is amazing and there's another one um, where it talks about how the pain or the morning may last for the night mm. but joy comes in the morning that's good I was just thinking about you know there's some other there's another one around, around how something about the spirit of heaviness and the garment of praise mm. oh it's all it's it's isaiah 61 verse 3 mm. uh, to appoint unto them that mourn in zion to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So all these things that I thought about are literally in the same verse. Mm. You know? And for me, that is that is kind of how God helps with trauma. You know? And even if we think about, like, your favorite verse of 8.28, where, Romans 8.28, where yeah, it says about yeah. how God will work all things together for our good. Mm. It's like, even where there has been trauma, God is able and willing and desiring to turn that situation around he's not the one that sent that trauma into your life yeah. but he's the one who can turn it around who can redeem it who can change it into mm. something beautiful mm-hmm. that's really good bro so i just even did a little quick google search and these verses i don't think i've ever read them in this context before yeah. Ephesians 4 from verse 22 mm-hmm. and it's in the middle of a sentence but I think what it says is enough to basically speak don't worry it's, out of, it's not out of context go where you can search it yourself it will make sense <laughs> but um, it says to put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. <clears throat> and so the reason why 
these verses stood out to me in particular is because normally when I read these verses, I'm thinking about, okay, your sin old self, nature. the sin nature and so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. But part of what actually comes with that is the, mm. the trauma, mm. the, the psychological trauma that, that we have experienced in that life and in this life. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the command for us to to actually make an acknowledgement or to acknowledge that hold on with this old self there is old trauma which mm-hmm. I need to put off and I think it almost wow. gives you a new way of seeing things because you are no longer walking around ignorant to the fact that trauma exists instead you're almost becoming like a trauma investigator mm. where you're so open to the fact that okay there's an old self that has trauma and as a result of that it, it almost yeah causes you to open your eyes and be to start questioning your your actions your behaviors the patterns of behaviors like you mentioned as well mm. um and to also be encouraged that there is a new self for us to put on as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that we are also commanded to be renewed in the spirit of our minds which reminds me of romans as well which speaks about how we should be transformed by the renewing of your mind and and I think about this one there's this example that I remember seeing um when just a few different times just in different churches where people are doing like altar calls and stuff where you have like a cup or a glass sorry that has like mud in it and as a result a result of that the the glass is like you can see that the water inside of the glass is not clear it's murky yeah and the demonstration that I remember seeing is how they'll almost run that glass under a tap and just turn the tap on full throttle. And I, over time, what you start to realize the is that the, it, it, it displaces all of the dirt, eventually starts to come out, and then the water eventually becomes clear. And I think that there's that's like a visible representation of what happens when we allow God's word and God's way to pour into our minds because all of the junk that exists in the way that we think as a result of the trauma and all of those different things the things that have caused us to have funny habits or different patterns that are obviously out of line from the way that he created us the more we pour his truth in the more it exposes that actually no that's not normal Mm. like and i'm thinking about practical examples of how we're commanded to love our enemies like you can't be confronted by a scripture that tells you to love your enemies and then sit there stewing over the fact that for real. this enemy did you dirty three years ago. Do you get what I'm exactly. saying? Because you for have real. to let the water of the word flush out. That's exactly what is flushing. It flushes flushing out, out all of that dirt and the gunk and the junk. And And I think even the thing about healing from psychological trauma is that I don't think we always acknowledge every single healing because I think when you're just sitting under the tap you might not be able to identify every single pattern that has been corrected as you've changed your your way of being and the way that you do life and the way that you think through your relationship with God but it's something that God is faithful to finish he's faithful to finish the good work that he started in us I think that's so true that's so true and that's part of the the trusting process is because there are things that are in there that we don't even know are in there Mm. you know so it's trusting God that he will bring those things out and he will work those things through Mm. wow I never thought of that Ephesians scripture in that way before yeah me too bro literally happened on the spot Hmm. so what would you say practically so I know that we've spoken a lot about kind of definitions and kind of some of the theory of some of this, but what would you say practically as well for somebody who is saying, look, either I don't know what trauma I have or I know that I have trauma, but I don't know what to do. What mm. would you say to that person that you kind of saw before we started all of this? I think the first thing would be an encouragement to find spaces where you can just have honest real raw conversations um like i guess i know that not everybody has those relationships but we've spoken about this in the in previous podcasts as well but i think seek those mm-hmm. kinds of relationships out because i think 
you know, we weren't made to wear the pressure of perfection. Mm. Like that's that's not how God designed us. We were made as people who were communal. God said about Adam, it's not good for man to be alone. And I think that there's something about even having a space where you can have those raw relationships where you can just yeah be real about your stuff and i think also be open to listening to the critique and criticisms that other people may say people that may be your friends or even your enemies quote unquote Mm -hmm. and i say that because the truth is we're not always necessarily going to see our blind spots or our areas of weakness or the areas that we may be acting out because of trauma Mm. um but i think in being open to actually hear and process objectively those critical comments that may sometimes come up um you can preferably start to identify that actually this doesn't reflect god and i think maybe even another simple or maybe more straightforward way to do it um is to also really make a conscious effort to even rather than just focusing on okay i want to find the trauma i want to find the trauma i want to find the trauma flipping it and focusing more on knowing god better knowing his character better knowing his nature better because i think the more that we know about him and how he is we can put ourselves up against that and start to see okay where am i where is there a mismatch between god's nature and my nature right now between Mm. the way god deals with situations and the way that i deal with situations and I think that in itself might be a good way to to yeah use the word of God as a mirror to see where okay there's some dirt in this area of my life there's some dirt in that area of my life for example I, I, I don't know whenever I'm around Christians or a new group of Christians I'm all of a sudden suspicious like you kind of well you didn't mention it in that exact way but mm. being skeptical if you know for example you're somebody who whenever you're around a new group of christians you're skeptical and not even just christians people in general friendships you're just skeptical like you're almost holding out and expecting them to fail you and so you don't want to forge meaningful relationships if that's the kind of person you are you have to measure that up against the nature of god where you know that's not something that reflects his nature or his character if anything we're supposed to be loving we're supposed to be those who engage with other people and are part of communities and so if you recognize that you're an self sorry if you recognize that you're a self-isolated person who's scared of all of that mm. then the more you get to know about god and how he his ways his kingdom's way the more you'll see that that is actually an area that maybe needs to be addressed mm. and then i think again being more practical about that as the follow-up step pray and if you don't see the answer or you don't see the areas where trauma may exist ask god to search you and to reveal the areas where psychological trauma may exist because he will for sure and i think be open to hear what the answer may be be it through god speaking directly to you himself or possibly even through the conversations of other people that may come up after you prayed that prayer and i think for me it's um it's important to know that god wants you to be healed from that yeah you know that's his real desire for us is to be because you know it says about how a desire for you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers yeah you know like god wants us to have healing from these things he wants us to have freedom to be the people that he's called us to be and i really feel like what the devil tries to do is tries to bring trauma into the areas where he knows that you're a threat you know and that's what a lot of this is about is that if he can give you almost like an injury in that area you can't use your strength in that area Mm. and god will say actually no i want to heal you and i want you to be stronger in that area and now that you also know how to be healed from that you can actually heal other people Mm. who have had that same trauma you know so i've had shoulder surgery so i understand how to rehab a shoulder injury Mm. so when i meet somebody that's had a shoulder injury i can talk to them about that it's kind of like god will make use of the injuries that we have had and the trauma that we've had to help us to heal other people too and bring that healing word that's good bro and it literally reminds me of peter peter 
Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. Mm. But I have prayed for you. Mm. That your faith would not fail. When you return? Yep. But then that's also what he says to him on the beach, right? Is, do you love me? Yes, I love you. Then feed my sheep. Yes. Do you love me? This my sheep. Do you shepherd my sheep? Honestly. Do you see what I mean? That's that's the theme that's linked all the way through. And I think even, do you know what? As a final even message from my side. Something that every single one of us as Christians have to recognize even as humans that christian or not we have to recognize that god made us each every single one of us with Mm. plans and purpose in mind Mm. and the thing is the longer that we go around with refusing to acknowledge any psychological trauma and refusing to receive the healing that we desperately need Mm. the longer that we're robbing others from experiencing God in the way that God has designed for us to express him so true so true our healing isn't just about us no like it's really not no it's so true but there's hope Isaiah 61 from verse 1 says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me me. for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor Hmm. he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound Hmm. to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes or to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. The garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. That they may be called oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. What version is that? That was ESV. Because that brings a whole different dynamic, right? Because when it talks about the beauty for ashes, which yeah. is what we were reading earlier... Yeah. This talks about something that goes on the head. Yeah. Right. And when you think about it, right, where the ashes thing comes from is, I think, and someone who who can check this, let me know if I got it wrong. But when somebody died or when something bad happened to people, part of their mourning was they would put on the sackcloth and they would like take the ashes and put it on their heads, you know. And actually it's saying that what was it it says what was the exact to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes ashes so instead of putting the ashes on the head it's putting beauty something good on their head and even if you think about our head that also symbolizes like our thoughts our mindset so instead of taking you know the ashes from that and putting that into our mindset Mm. it's putting the beautiful thing Mm. into our mindset Mm. and that's actually what Jesus came to do right but that's what the anointing comes to do because it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me yeah and actually in this in this dispensation we have the spirit of the Lord the spirit of the Lord is in us not Mm. just upon us Mm. so actually that is what the Holy Spirit that's part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit he's the comforter he's the advocate Mm. you know so where there's trauma he's there to turn it around and to help us yeah for real and I think just to add to that as well, that's something that we receive from God, but mm. we're also supposed to give out and pour to out. Others. Mm. And one of the ways that we can do that is just to, when we have been healed or delivered, share that testimony. Mm. Share that testimony because you never know who might who need to that? hear about your experience and the trauma that God has even um, taken you for and healed you from to give them hope that you know what I don't have to keep walking around with this mental limp for the whole of my life Mm. for sure let's pray Father we just pray for anybody listening who 
may have had things stirred up on them on the inside um, as a result of some of the things we've spoken about. Those who, through this conversation, you may be revealing traumatic experiences that may have affected them. Um, Those who may begin to recognize patterns of behavior that aren't reflective of the way that you've designed us to be. Father, we just trust you with every single one of these individuals, ourselves included. And we ask for your healing power to continue doing the work that you started in each of us. Father, would you bring us to a place where we're open, constantly open to recognizing any traumatic experiences that may have taken place in our lives and that may have affected who we've become. And just be willing to surrender those things to you, Lord. We ask for your help because we need it desperately. Mm. And we just trust that even as we've had this conversation, that you will continue the work in your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, your questions. Um on what we discussed today around trauma um, and if you guys have any tips or any ideas on how people can also navigate trauma or any resources that we can pass on to people um, then yeah get us on instagram at reason to behold just google at reason to behold and lots of stuff will come out <laughs> no, joking. so we have instagram youtube um the website all reason to behold and yeah just get us in any way that you can So yeah, thank you guys so much. Catch you next time.